What are you talking about? My technician. Where? In the camera. Good grief. What's happened to him? Matter condensation. A particularly nasty sort of death. No wonder we couldn't find him. I've never seen anything like it. I have, I'm afraid. You have? Yes. It's a technique the master picked up somewhere on his travels. Who is the master? Who is the master? Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, in the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about a Doctor Who episode called The Deadly Assassin with Tom Baker. And we have a new um, podcaster that's going to be joining us, um, Annie. Hello. Yeah. And uh, I am Ken. Jeff. And we are, the three of us, are going to be discussing the classic episode, Deadly Assassin. Um, This episode, just to give a little bit of an introduction, or before we go into it, um, any Doctor Who news? Right before we started recording, we were talking about Doctor Who Yes, there is Doctor Who. Usually there's Doctor Who deaths (laughs) in the news, but uh, because they're all, you know, dying. uh, They announced that. Jenna Redgrave is going to be in the new series because they're filming outside, so they had a. <laughs> they yeah. had they had to, and some other I forget who the other person is is a got a recurring role or guest oh, yeah. role. Yeah, with someone I hadn't heard of before. Yeah. There's rumors that the well, like, should I get in the rumors? It's let me try to bring Susan back. No, really? there was that. Uh, I didn't hear that one, but I also heard the Mavic Chen one. Oh, I haven't heard that. Mavic Chen. Speaking of death, I don't think that actor is still alive. No, he's not. He died. He died a couple of times because there was a. We thought he was dead, and then he was already still alive, and I guess it was a big deal and stuff. He was reported that he was dead, and then he came back to life, and then he died again. But oh, was, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Okay. That's um we're gonna be hearing more and more about the um the new show and that's something that we didn't hear much about during the Chibnall era. Hardly heard, hardly heard anything from Chibnall era. We've heard yeah. more about a series that's not fi- airing until two thousand twenty four than we have for three years of of the Whitaker era. We're always going to have an opportunity to try to jab Chibnall once in a while during any podcast, even if we're talking about a classic series. So, I figured. <laughs> okay. Oh, speaking of that, I saw there is a thing on uh, Instagram or one of the they did like this compilation of the woman who says Benny's, and they go. How many times does this woman say Benny in the worst Doctor Who episode ever? And it was something like 15 times. Oh, was that <laughs> the orphan? And they, fifth, yeah, fifth, it's Benny. like, Benny, Benny. Well, it's like and, uh, in the movie Titanic. How many times does, uh, what's her name, say Jack? It's like a thousand times. It's like, oh, I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> Jack, Jack. You've Jack. never seen Titanic? No. Oh, wow. Well, You've never the, seen. Well, you're a historical person. Why would you? Well, anyways, I know how it ends. The boat sinks, hit an iceberg, and they all die except for a handful of people. So you've never seen any historical movie whatsoever because you already know the ending. No, I just haven't seen Titanic. Okay, because I was in line to see Tomorrow Never Dies instead. Well, 
you do know that there's other the Titanic wasn't just open for one day; that it was open more mm-hmm. days, and that it's actually um, like on streaming, and you can, get, you know, whatever. <laughs> I am no interest in watching Titanic. Okay, it's an interesting film because it is well crafted, and it's pretty good. There's some elements of it that are kind of like, oh boy, but it's. If you're a film, but well, here I am talking like, who was it? Um, remember, we couldn't, uh, Phil uh, <laughs> didn't like Titanic. And I remember Paul was like, oh, you got, you, you got to watch the film. And he was like, any, you know, anyways, that's ancient history. It's, it's better than you think it's going to be. That I was just never had any interest it. in seeing it. So I just like never saw it. Yes. Okay. Well, I just watched the movie Willow just a couple weeks ago for the first time ever. Oh. That's Did good. you like it? Yeah, it was, wasn't bad. You're going to watch the series? I already have. I have to watch the last one. Oh. That's oh, what okay. I'm watching. I'm watching Willow. I heard it wasn't that good. It's not bad, but it's... The thing is, it was. I actually like Warwick Davis, but the the people that he's with that they cast him with they're like their characters are like unlikable oh. but the storyline actually is, isn't bad hmm. yeah. they actually use Gene Marsh's voice so it's actually pretty good they did Doctor, yeah oh, Doctor cool. Who connection there right ah Doctor Who oh Warwick Davis of course he was in that Cyberman episode that Ken doesn't like. What? That doesn't narrow it down much. Warwick Davis, he was in that Cyberman episode with uh, Matt Smith, the one that Neil Gaiman wrote. Oh, yeah. What what part did he play? He was the Emperor. He was the Emperor. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. (laughs) Anyways. um, Oh, also, Doctor Who news Katie Manning Manning was announced as a guest for L.I. Who. Which I'm really looking forward to. She's a great guest. She's so personable, she's so friendly. And funny too, is it's a big yes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe I'll go. You know me, I'll wait until the last minute to decide. Yeah, we know. Yeah. The um what have I been watching? Um, something that's probably gonna get cancelled and you're gonna be all upset and, and go on up a tangent again. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to, but I, I don't That's remember. That's like most I, things right now. Yeah, well, I mentioned 1899, and, and I'm thinking of dropping Netflix because they dropped 1899. So it's like, yeah, there's no reason to have Netflix now because. Well, so you're going to drop it and then get it back when the Umbrella Academy finishes? We'll see. Oh, and I finally started finishing Stranger Things, the latest season. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, I don't sit at home and watch TV, tw- like. Most people, when it comes out, oh, I gotta watch it right now. I just like I'll watch a little bit and then I get bored. Then I go come back. I just don't have the time to watch things when they come out because right now, for example, I'm catching up on the third season of Mythic Quest on Apple TV, and that's been out a while. So what are you watching? Mythic Quest. Never heard of it. What is it about? It's about a company that is, um, that produces games, online games like. World of Warcraft. Hmm. It's a comedy. It's okay. about the developers, about the president of it. It's about all this kind of intrigue between people. It's it's a really funny show. Uh, I mean, I just got around to watching all the John Wick movies. 
I still haven't done that. So I watched them all in one weekend. Really? Uh, That's a lot of violence for a weekend. <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> I, I um, I've been watching. Fact, yeah, it is a lot of violence. I was like, oh my god, the body count in those movies. I've I've been watching um, Farscape. I, 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 it's a show that I watched when it came out, and then um, my wife hasn't seen it yet, so we've been watching those. I think she's liked it so far. Okay. Um, that was what, four seasons. It lasted four yeah, seasons. Yeah, four seasons. Um, you know, it's some parts of it are better than I remember. Other parts, not as much. But um, yeah, I think she she laughs once in a while, so I think she enjoys it to to a point. So. Well, that's good. It's that's <laughs> not easy to do. It's not like I can just show her anything. Like you know, I gave her, I tried Doctor Who with her many times, and it, that was just a total failure. So. I tried Doctor Who with my boyfriend on New Year's Eve. He thought he would like it because he likes the Twilight Zone. So he's like, yes, I love Black and White. Let's watch it. He watched The Unearthly Child and he got through that. But then he fell asleep during the next episode. Well, the next episode was the Daleks. The Daleks. No, <laughs> no. Like the, oh. the, the Unearthly Child. No, no. In fairness, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in fairness to him, all you should do is just watch episode one of Unearthly Child and then just go straight to the Daleks. Because okay. episodes two, three, and four, everybody falls. They're so boring. I don't blame him for falling asleep during it because I've fallen asleep watching it too. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, and this leads into another topic. I was thinking about my favorite episodes because when we talk about the the stories that we're going to be talking about today, um, these two potentially could be in my top ten of classic episodes. And when I think about William Hartnell, there's not many that I can put in that category. And it's, you know, it, you might be better off starting with Rose. I know yeah. that's sacrilege to a point because here we are classic fans and it's like, no, we're going to have to uh, totally ignore classic series. But a lot of people these days, and, and I did try Rose with my wife and she could, or you could just start it. with robot and work backwards. Yeah, or or you know, just pick and pick and choose the best. Can't even just start with Pertwee and then do the black yeah. and white ones later. I think I'm going to introduce Rose at some point, but not right now. So yeah. start with War Games. That's a good one to start with. No, I've no, no, never no. seen War Games. Ten I've seen episodes. parts of it. I know it's just so long. I just haven't had the patience to sit through it. So oh, maybe we'll have to do that next then. <laughs> I think we should because I really want to see it at some point. But yeah. ten parts. It's easy if you just watch like two a day, yeah, yeah, five days, or if it's a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you do like three, three, four, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be like watching, um, I don't know, something like Avatar Two or something. But... Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Avatar really... movies. I don't plan to either. Okay, so Jeff is, uh... so so you don't like James Cameron, right? Not really. Okay. Well, that's fine. So you've never seen Terminator? Oh, I've seen Terminator. Okay, though. okay. But then he kind of went weird and did these lousy movies, so. Okay. Well, Avatar, well, anyway, I'm not going to get into it, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of violence, let's talk about The Deadly Assassin. <laughs> um, this is a uh, 14th season uh, episode that is very unique because it has just the doctor in it because he's just dropped off. Sarah, mm-hmm. Sarah right. Jane, and he's by himself, 
What did you guys think of that formula of the doctor by himself? I thought it was good because it's like a palate cleanser after Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane was such a popular character. I think anyone they introduced right away would have been hard to follow up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always interested in Gallifrey episodes. It always, it's bothered me that in New Who, they keep in, their intent on killing Gallifrey, but I've loved <laughs> seeing Gall- the Gallifrey episodes. Yeah. Well, this episode for being Gallifrey is very interesting because this is probably the timeless child of that era because it was very controversial. I read, I was reading some stuff about it. Up to this point, the Time Lords were very mysterious and kind of all no, you know, and now they're like, um, they're bureaucrats. They're right. like, they have reporters, they have a president. They, you know, this episode introduced that structure of, it introduced so much stuff. I think, is mm-hmm. this the first time we mentioned, well, it wasn't the first time we mentioned, um, wasn't. Um, the three doctors they were in, the Time Lords were in, and the, and the War Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Played, um, but um, I'm talking and about. No, I, we've seen the monk in Heart and All. Yeah, yeah. And then in third, the third three doctor, or third, the third Doctor era, we see a couple um, pop in once in a while. But I'm talking about um, this was the introduction to um, Gallifrey. Uh, like a lot, a lot of um, um, Rassilon. Oh, I, okay. I mentioned Rassilon for the first time. Yeah, and he's got the oh. seal and all that. And all the, yeah. the, the mythology of the yeah. Sash of Rathalon and Nyssa of Rathalon. The... So this is a very important episode when it comes to the continuity, which I, I found at the time when I watched this, I was like, I, I ate it up because I wanted to know more about this. Mm-hmm. But I think I wasn't a big fan of the show when I first saw this episode. So it wasn't like, oh, no, they're ruining the whole show, you know, which I think some people thought I, I was doing. <laughs> I actually don't mind seeing the doctor without a companion once in a while. It mm-hmm. kind of like works. So yeah. this was did you notice in this episode there wasn't any females at all in it? There was a voice. One of the computer voices was female and that was it. Yeah, yeah. it was like no female actors. That's like that's weird. Entire, yeah, it was just like wow. There's no woman in this one. Yeah, that's like the thing, the John Carpenter's movie, The Thing. There's no females yeah. except for a voice of a computer. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that the doctors by themselves. But there, there is a. I think not all doctors could pull it off. I think Tom Tom Baker can. I think Tom Baker wanted to be by himself because he wanted to be the center of attention and. <laughs> And but uh, people were saying to him, "What are you going to do? Like talk to yourself all the time?" In a way, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, he also had you know the Castellan. He was talking to to him a lot, explaining things. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I I don't know when you guys first saw this, but I, I saw this. You know, when I was introduced to Doctor Who, it was I don't know what what which one I had you know, but it was a, an early episode that I watched and. You know, I, I didn't know about the history or anything like that of other things. So this was this this made an impression because you know, getting right into it. But what I like most about this episode is the whole Matrix. Um, yes, they're outside, like and he's just being chased. It was a hunted hunter type of episode. It was. I mean, beyond that, I mean, it, it's a lot of talking, but that was. Um, 
it was like almost two episodes, full episodes of him just running around in his in the Matrix. It was it was a lot of it was good. It was a lot of fun. It was a very physical episode for Tom Baker. It looked like because he's running around, he's climbing trees, he's mm. doing all this other stuff. Yeah. So I don't think we've seen him being quite as physical before. No, we haven't. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah. And he didn't have a scarf to 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 hold them back, right? He was because mm. usually when he's running around with a scarf, it looks like he could fall at any moment. But yeah, he had no scarf, no jacket. It was just out yeah. in the out in the Matrix world. With Bernard mm-hmm. Horsfall as <laughs> Chancellor uh, Goth, that guy's been in a lot, a lot of stuff. He has. Yeah, he was uh, in Mind Robber. He was in well, the Ti- Time Lord and War Games. He was also in Planet of the Daleks. Um, Some people think that the he was Goth in the War Games when he sentenced the Doctor, which is not really a far fetched theory. I mean. No, he played a, yeah. a Time Lord. It was a nameless Time Lord, so it could have easily been him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that the setup for this story is pretty cool. He gets goes back to, to Gallifrey, and um, he's seen the assassination of the president, and then we see one of my favorite cliffhangers. He actually picks up the gun, and then he looks like he shoots the president, and then, and you're like, what? Wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. Um and speaking of cliffhangers, we have the um there's um the one where he's getting drowned. Yeah, well that's that Better. that was controversial. Mary Whitehouse, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Or we're gonna talk about that right now. That that scene itself was um it was interesting because it was controversial and Mary Whitehouse, if people don't know, was like a an advocate for uh, children and television and stuff and she thought she was in the right to a degree she was she bashed other tv shows and she she was really going after doctor who and she went after musicians and stuff um she went after um pink floyd <laughs> she yeah. went after everybody yeah and mm-hmm. she was just like her intentions were correct but and everyone kind of looks at her like a joke and says well every time she came out and said that there was a problem with doctor who they would get more ratings the next because everyone would be like oh wow this is let's watch this and see what all the hubbub's about <laughs> but um anyways that episode has the the doctor being drowned and um a pretty violent episode mm-hmm. um, explosions people dying um you know he gets his foot caught in that train track the samurai with a sword yeah yes and that's why i liked the episode a lot i thought it was you know it was not first off it was outdoors and i think there's a big difference between episodes that are filmed outdoors and stuff that's indoors you can do more when you're indoors, imagine if they tried to film this inside, it would have been ridiculous. It would have been in a set, and it would have looked like a set, and the, there would be no movement. The doctor would just fall down or whatever, and it'd be like, whatever, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. On film, which looks a lot better. So, And, um, yeah, so... Um, the setup was pretty cool because you're like, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And 
and the fact that this is the doctor's first time back back at Gallifrey in a while, and he he you know it's just just it's just a f- episode so full of good stuff. The, the and you mentioned when well, we mentioned the cast was all dead, but the the cast was really good in this. There was I don't think there was any actor in this that was just kind of ugh, <laughs> right. Um, and uh, introduction of a new master. So this was most unfortunate because I was visualizing. I thought I read somewhere where I think initially they would would have wanted. Imagine if Roger Tegelda was still alive. He might have been the one that was inside the Matrix with the Doctor. That would have been kind of cool. That yeah, would have been, been, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Roger Tegelda passed away a few years earlier. So um, they made a decision to bring the Master back. As an, you know, instead of recasting him like they re- eventually do with Anthony Anley, they brought in Peter Pratt at, in a a very horrific looking uh, makeup. It was very scary, but one thing bothered me that his mouth didn't, his jaw didn't move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that distracted me when he was talking. But just the visual of it was really shocking when you first see it, if you're not prepared for it. It's like pizza face, you know. It just yeah, um, yeah. Pizza face is right. It was, the, it was, it was like oh, you can see the blood in the veins and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had no eyelids. He just was like yeah, know. that was really creepy. Um, what'd you guys think of his performance? That was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Because, like I said, when I first watched this, uh, um, I don't know if with you guys, if you had n- known about the master before you watched this episode for the first time. No, I didn't. didn't. Yeah, we didn't know who the master was. Mm-hmm. So, or, you know, unless we had read about it or something. So, you know, when he was laughing and saying stuff before we hit the reveal, I wonder how many people picked up on the fact that, I mean, unless they, of course, announced it in Radio Times or something, but... I wonder if it was a secret or not. I think it was a secret. Yeah. Easier oh. to keep them back then. Yeah. No um, internet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I remember thinking that this was one of my favorite episodes when I was watching the series for the first time. I look forward to this. Mostly because there's there's not much dialogue in those two episodes when they're chasing each other through the Matrix. It's just get right down to it, which is very unlike a lot of Doctor Who from this time period because there's a lot of talking and storytelling and stuff. And this was just like, no, let's just uh, very simple story. It's all action. Yeah. Yeah, it's all. Yep. Yep. Um, I did have a question for you guys. Is this the first time we see Gallifrey in writing? When the doctor writes that note about the president being killed? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because I think uh, this is the first time for a lot of stuff. I think that's the first time we've mm-hmm. seen the, the the symbols. Um, Because the only time we would have seen Gallifrey would have been, and you, you didn't, we were talking about this before we started recording, Annie, you haven't seen war games, but they make them parents in war games, but it's in a an empty room, basically. I did see the final episode of war games. I was flipping through channels. Okay. Okay. So I have seen that part at least. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
the only other Time Lords, other than like the Master and um, the Meddling Monk, the only other Time Lords we see are like in the Third Doctor era where a couple of them pop, I think at least one of them pops up and says, hey, you know, guess what? The Master is on the Earth and stuff. And so this is it. This is really the introduction to Gellar. And the War Chief too, right? The, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, really important episode if you're going to... Um, if you're going to miss any episode of this one, mm-hmm. um, Barusa or Agne- Angus McKay played the headmaster in Modern Undead. Oh, okay. Eric it did. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Eric Chitty, uh, who played Engin, Engin, uh, he was, um, James, Sir James Bond's butler in the Casino Royale. Oh no way! Oh, oh, you mean the uh, the, the, the Peter that, Sellers? Yeah. Peter yeah, Sell, that, yeah, that doesn't count. That's oh it. okay. <laughs> Did you ever see it? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. bad. Okay, well, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, George Pravda, who was Spandrel, he was in Enemy of the World. He was in the Mutants. He was also in shows like The Prisoner and the Avengers. And he was stuff. in a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here, Hugh Walters was in the chase. He played Shakespeare. Oh, okay. He also played Vogel in Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah, he did. He, okay. He was the assistant to, uh, oh, what's that woman's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he also did a, um, at least one big finish. Um. And then the woman that the only female in this whole cast, Helen Batch, she played um, a character in Twin Dilemma. Oh, is she the uh, the the police chief woman there, the one because that was the only female part. Because after that, there was no females in oh. the whole episode. <laughs> Which is weird that she's in. How many episodes? How many series of Doctor Who have no females, or you know, very you know? Well, I guess a lot of them, but. You mean um, a woman besides the companion? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, probably not too many. You know, yeah. it, well, Revenge of the Cybermen, Sarah's the only female. Yeah. <laughs> Santaran Experiment, Sarah's the only female. Oh, okay. So let's, uh, I guess that happens more often. It's interesting um, that there's no human characters in this ser- this episode. True, I didn't think of that. Which I don't think has ever happened in the show because usually either the companions are human or you know, so um interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, oh wait a minute. It happened before. later on the Capaldi the Capaldi story where it's just him. That one that you really like where he's punching that stupid Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. The crystal. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah, that's right. And that was the other one. I mean, you know, I think some people were, I read online that they were saying that um, Midnight, but there, Donna was in that one at the beginning, I think, or at the end. Yeah, she was in the beginning. She's at the, the beginning. End. Yeah. yeah. But did you know, oh, there, in the Matrix, there's a biplane that's in the episode that tries to shoot yes. the doctor? Yes. Did you, did you know that biplane was used in Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade? No. I do now. <laughs> and it was also used in the movie The Mummy, the um the Which Brendan Mummy? Razor. Brendan oh. Razor. Ooh. 
I actually like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. Me too. Um, let's see. He had Brendan Fraser had like the longest line the last time we were at that Boston convention. It was yeah. like unreal. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. I do like the ending. Um, like I mentioned, the cliffhangers are really good in this. The first cliffhanger was like the doctor just assassinated the president. And then I think the second one would have been the drowning. Or was that the third one? And then that was the third um, one. And then the uh, ending where we well, the ending was OK, except for the stupid eyes. The whole No, it was not just the eyes. It was the whole face. Yeah. OK, well, it just was kind of like they should have just showed the uh, the clock materializing in the laugh and that would have been enough they had to throw in the stupid face i thought it was like there's just the eyes looking out no it was the face yeah yeah i thought the clock would have been but more effective more... but, the, but the clock leave, leaves more ambiguity if you just see the clock closing it's like who's going to clock so i think but they the, need to show it but and then the face was more renewed it wasn't all bloody and just eyeballs i didn't notice that i didn't notice that either i think it was just a, the bad, a bad effect. They faded it in, and it didn't look right. Um. So, overall, what was your? We're we're watching these episodes. I don't know how many times we've seen. You know, I've seen this episode. It is one that I've watched fairly regularly. I probably haven't seen it since the DVD came out um, a bunch of years ago. What did you think of it overall? Um, now watching it x amount of years later i still like it i still like it too i haven't seen it in years but when i did see it, it was one of my favorite episodes again because of gallifrey and stuff yeah um introducing that whole society mm-hmm. but i i, I like the continuity of it i like the fact that they have Barusa, who you see later on i like the fact that we had chancellor goth who we might have seen before in the war games yeah. um I like some of the quotes, like, if heroes don't exist, it's necessary to invent them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Tom Baker's excellent in this. And like I said, I mentioned before, the cast was really good. Um, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. And I think I've, I was thinking about this the other, the other night. It's like, would I put this in my top 10 classic series? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, there's so many good ones, but I don't know about this one. There's not much negative about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't say anything negative about it. That's I, I. That's my motive. My my um. I have to. That's what I am. I I have to be negative about something, but I can't <laughs> be negative about this one. And uh, yeah, it's only four episodes. It should have been longer. No. Um, I think it was a good length. Yeah, yeah. I was just joking. I don't oh, okay. really necessarily want episodes <laughs> to be longer, but I, I think I compare this one to um, Invasion of Time, which is another one I really, really like. That's mm-hmm. the other Gallifrey, the next Gallifrey one, I guess. And I guess Invasion of Time is, I would consider almost as good, except maybe that does go on a little bit too long. So, mm-hmm. um, but this one. The pacing was really good in this. I never found myself going, uh-oh, they're escaping. Now they're being captured. Now they're being escaping. There was no none of that. It was just so... It was written by Robert Holmes, directed by David Maloney. And I think they did... Um, 
there was one example of one of these episodes that just didn't have any slow parts at all. Mm-hmm. It was just, um, you can't sit there and say, oh, it was boring or anything like that. Unless you're bored by the doctor being chased by. <laughs> my, my, the scariest part is not the master. It's got to be the stupid clown in the reflection. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, it was very surreal, some of that. I, I love, that's the type of thing that I love. I love the whole. You know, here he is in the Matrix, and he's just being—he's meeting up with a. There's an alligator in it. There's a, not a good alligator, but oh yeah, an alligator. Was, yeah. Why do you step on the egg? Why? Why did they bother having him step on that big egg? That didn't make any sense to me. It just seemed so random. Well, after he stepped on it, we heard this loud screech, like it was a pterodactyl or something. So I think the pterodactyl was mad because he stepped on the egg. I guess I don't know. Okay, we, we just never saw I it. Study, so I just thought he accidentally stepped on the egg and was just like not paying attention and like yeah. But why show it? it and then there was maybe they were originally going to have a design of a pterodactyl, and they said never mind. It looks they, pretty crappy. Yeah. We just not do it. Well, they yeah. could have pulled one out of the John Pertwee unless they had d- destroyed that model or something, but that wasn't that impressive. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a little odd. Yeah. Because his reaction is like, you know. <laughs> well, that was my reaction too. So. <laughs> yeah. And then we hear, screech. I'm just expecting like a bigger build up, you know, like Chekhov's gone, you step on the egg, you think you're being attacked by a dinosaur or something, but that yeah. didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about this episode? It's one, we, rec- so. one we recommend. Oh. Yeah, I do. I do want to say they said that after the twelfth regeneration, there is no plan that will postpone death. Is this the first time we're hearing about the twelfth regeneration limit? Yes, I believe. Yes, so. because they were trying to make the point that the master had used up his regenerations, and that's why he looked like that. Yeah, I just didn't think that had been introduced before, so I thought that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, more of the of the Time Lord mythology. Because mm-hmm. that set up the ta- that set up the master for the next bunch of episodes because he was trying to find a new regeneration, mm-hmm. and that was what he was doing in this episode. So, uh, if only he had held out just a little bit longer, Chris Chibnall would have been able to write him. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Anything else about this one? I think that's it. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>